Ah, greetings, B-movie aficionados. Hello and welcome to Couple of Flicks. I am Tristan. I am Nick. And I'm Zach. And today we are discussing our top five favorite 80s films. Um, and for this list, we're specifically cho- choosing non-horror. Um, just because when it comes to horror, like that could that's a whole other list. I mean, yeah. So... Uh, but yeah, so uh, d- uh, which you, do you want to start, Zach? Sure. Okay, cool. My number five is Spaceballs. Mel Brooks. Classic Star Wars parody. If yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love I love that movie. Um, I haven't seen it for a long time though. Um, I'm, you know, I when I I'm not really into spoof movies, but I like Mel Brooks's uh, spoof films. I think if anybody was actually good at making them, it was him. Um, yeah. And yes, Spaceballs, yeah, definitely is is a, is an example of one that's actually better than average, in my opinion. You know. Yeah. And uh, I really wish they did the rumored sequel that that was rumored a while ago, but. Yeah. He's in his 90s, so I don't think it's ever going to happen. <laughs> yeah, probably. Also, Rick Moranis doesn't act anymore. You hear, so, though? Yeah. He's he... coming back. Oh, he does? <laughs> or he is? For a new Apparently. Yeah, the kids. They just, like, a couple days ago, he just is in rumors <laughs> to make a return. <laughs> They're yeah. going to make it. I guess it's called Shrunk. Shrunk. Yeah, they're making a reboot of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids with him. Oh goodness! As, as a series, wasn't it? I I don't I don't I didn't read. That there was a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids sure, maybe, series yeah. at one point. I know that. Yeah. Um, didn't have him on it, but it. I know that that series did exist though at one point, even though most people don't seem to remember it. I, I do know for a fact that there was a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids TV series. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of people are pissed he didn't come back for Ghostbusters, but he's coming back for that. <laughs> well, it's not like he's one of the main characters in Ghostbusters anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. People get weird when it comes to 80s stuff. They, It's like, it has to be er, like everything they want it to be, or it just is, is useless, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go next, or do you want me to? Um, I guess I can go next. It's probably a pretty common one you guys might have. My number five is Scarface. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. And I just put that up there because I, li- I don't, like, it's not like my most favorite of all. And I think it's overhyped by everyone. But yeah. It's good. It's a bit, a little long, but fun. Yeah. I mean. <clears throat> I actually find that movie kind of terrifying. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's interesting because like the first half of it is sort of about him like becoming something you know despite sort of his the odds being stacked against him and then the second half is kind of just about him getting all swept up in the decadence of it and i don't know it's scary to, to it's scary to watch that process for me um al pacino did a great job in it though yeah yeah remember the first time i watched it 
as a little kid, I was like, before I started getting into horror, the chainsaw scene, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. wild. Yeah. <laughs> but it's pretty tame now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I think for the time, though, like, a lot of people who saw that movie probably hadn't seen anything like that before, so... You know, and it is kind of an effective scene because it does sort of fool you into thinking that you're seeing more than you actually are. Like, it's actually a relatively tasteful scene, despite the way the guy's getting killed and despite like all the blood and everything. Like, the the way it's shot and everything. It, yeah. Um, my number five is uh, "Do the Right Thing," the Spike Lee movie. Uh I'm not really sure why I've watched that movie several times. Um, probably the number one movie I've gotten into more arguments with people about. Um, but I just think it's an extraordinary film. It's pretty much just a, it's, I mean, it's a film that's exploring race relations, but I also think that it's a, it's a, it's actually an entertaining movie. First of all, it, like, which is the first thing I really love about it. Visually they're like, the fact that it takes place on a heat wave, I I just find that concept to be really interesting. And it does kind of show you how, like, this heat, you know, combined with the way the like it looks visually, just how saturated and, and heavy and orange. Like, you can really feel the heat. And, it, and you can see how, like, everybody is just a lot more aggressive and less patient in general. And so I think that that has like so the movie has like an interesting quality just how all the characters are just so angry all the time and then like the way it kind of unfolds and sort of what its core message is and how it's it's a film that's exploring race relationships but at the same time it's also kind of showing how stupid violence is just in general um i just find that to be a really captivating film and yeah i just i love that movie so that's my number five one I haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Yeah, it's it's great. Did uh, Criterion release that one? I'm not sure. They prob they might have. Hmm. I, 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 they recently uh, announced that they are going to release Bamboozled. Really? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen that one? No. Pretty messed up. Huh. I'm I'm, I'm kind of curious to rewatch it though. Now that I know that they're re like that they're going to release it though it kind of makes me want to go back and reevaluate it because like like i love that movie but it's extremely heavy-handed and yeah very sharp kind of satire i guess you know and it knows it is too i mean it constantly reminds the viewer that it is but hmm. spike lee's a good filmmaker though well we're on a criterion they just announced eventually they're going to put parasite and uh, memories of murder Oh, excellent. Oh, nice. Yeah. <clears throat> That's good, yeah. Hell yeah. I do hope that more people see Memories of Murder. Yeah, um, definitely. And now people don't really have as much of an excuse to not see it, because Parasite, you know, won Best Picture, so now, like, <laughs> now Junho Bong is considered respectable, I guess, like, <laughs> in this country. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, that made me happy. Yeah, so happy. yeah I didn't expect that. <laughs> nope. Uh, it's mine, right? Yeah. Uh, so my number four is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Mm, nice. <laughs> yeah, excellent. 
great film you know just such yeah. a classic sort of piece of 80s like offbeat humor I, and just i love the idea of going back in time and meeting famous people yeah and uh can't wait to see what they do with the third one should be interesting oh yeah yeah well now that there's a big keanu sance going on right you know they, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's gonna be and they're also making a new Matrix movie too, right? Which I'm very curious about. Hopefully it doesn't suck. Fingers <laughs> crossed. <clears throat> you know, the Matrix uh, series. Um, yeah, I have mixed feelings about that. I won't. I won't elaborate. But go on. Sorry. I, I was just gonna say, are the Wachowskis doing it? I think just one of them is right. Yeah, I think Lana is the one who's gonna be directing it. Uh, Anyway, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I'm definitely curious, though. You know, the like that series. I've I've kind of gone back occasionally and and sort of tried to reevaluate. And there are things I'm I've kind of have started to appreciate about the sequels. I must say, I I haven't really been able to bring myself to to really love them yet. But there are things about them I respect and admire. I gotta say, you know, um, I'll see how I feel about it in another ten years. I guess, but <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. let's see I'll do f my number four as um, Akira oh wow yeah because I just saw that scrolling through a list and I was like oh shit I loved Akira yeah and I figured you guys wouldn't put that on there so I love Akira as well I haven't watched that one for a long time yeah but, no, I have yet to see it. Oh man, the main thing I remember about it is the soundtrack, the chanting. Mm. I love that, and yeah. always creeps me out, you know. And then, like, toward the end, it gets so abstract. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, <laughs> like that film goes off the deep end. Yep. But visually, it, it's so incredible. Like, I don't even really care that the plot, like, doesn't really make sense i mean it makes sense if you think about it but it really doesn't make sense when you're watching it yeah, you know it's just like your typical japan like anime plot yeah. that kind of goes out uh, off the rails yeah like most animes do yeah i mean that is a genuinely insane film yeah you know but one thing i really respected about it was how it sort of um it how it kind of uh championed um in, like because because it takes place sort of in um, post World War Three, I think it was, or post like bombing of Tokyo, and so and and so like the all the characters are pretty impoverished, and there's like a lot of gangs and graffiti and just trash everywhere and stuff. And it and the film like it kind of champions that, like it champions poverty basically. It sort of glorifies it and and makes it look really stylish. You know, even though like it's all these people who are like are covered in bruises and tattoos and beaten up and just look gnarly. You know, there's a lot of like gang warfare and stuff. But yeah, just visually, that's an incredible movie. Yeah, it's super fun. Yeah, my my number four is also an anime. Um, it's not Akira, but it's uh, My Neighbor Totoro or My Neighbor Totoro, however it's pronounced. Which, um, it just out of all of the films in Studio Ghibli, that's that's my favorite. Um, I don't I know. It's, it's such a simple story. It's just about a couple girls 
kind of uh, going on this sort of odd adventure, I guess, occasionally with this creature um, that's sort of uh, is sort of hanging around at the the residence that they're that they're living at with their dad. Uh, but while that's happening, the, these girls are also kind of like learning a lot of things and kind of having these various sort of childlike experiences and it's just it's a very pure kind of movie it's very simple but the animation is just incredible looking and uh, i just feel like a lot of people could relate to that movie you know like i know that i did you know there were a lot of moments mostly just a lot of the quiet moments uh that i that i found really charming so so that's my number four i haven't seen that one either it's been on the list. I've always wanted to see that one. It's definitely. I thought it was, I thought it was more recent than the '80s too. Yeah, believe it or not, it was late '80s. It didn't really. I don't think it got released here until like a few years later. Yeah, probably. But, you know, so maybe it doesn't count. But I don't know. When I think of like, you know, my favorite animated films, though, off the like, because I can think of like dozens of animated films that I love. Um, and that's that one like. Definitely, it's probably one of my favorite animated films of the '80s. I'd say, so, um, and yeah, in my top five for sure. So. Nice. Uh, my number three is E.T. Mm-hmm. I know my list's pretty cookie cutter, but <laughs> classic. <clears throat> E.T. I mean, the '80s. E.T. is the '80s, basically. Like yeah. when you think '80s movie, E.T. is is one that immediately comes to mind and uh yeah it's we've talked about it before but it is yeah it's it's a classic film though totally but uh yeah when spielberg re-released it in the early, like early 2000s and you remember that when like yeah they, they replaced the guns replaced with the... walkie-talkies yeah which <laughs> was so stupid <laughs> And then the mom, who's like, you're not going as a terrorist. They changed it to, um, what was it? Hippie, I think. Like, <laughs> they, they, like, redubbed that line. Because it's, like, because it was after 9-11. And, you know, we're, people are like, oh, no, that might be too sensitive to have him say, have her say terrorist. You know, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, my number three. Hmm. Hmm. I'll do. I liked. Uh, I'll do Full Metal Jacket. Nice Kubrick film song. <clears throat> Full Metal Jacket is an incredible movie. Yeah. And from what I what I've heard, a lot of people don't even bother watching the next the, last, the second half of it. Hmm. Like after the basic training. Wow, just because I don't I don't know why like a bunch of my friends at least just because they thought you know the whole what's whatever that guy's name is oh, Private Pile yeah yeah making fun of him and that whole thing was more comical than you know intense but I liked the when they got to Vietnam and all that because I like Vietnam movies war movies yeah it's just a great Kubrick film so I mean. It surprises me that people tune it out after the after the first half, like the because and I actually find the first half to be really rather tragic. I don't really find it very comical at all. I mean, I guess some of the things that the drill sergeant says are pretty funny, like some of the jokes he makes. They just watch the drill sergeant bits all over and over. Yeah, but 
it uh, it's hard for me to kind of I and you know maybe this sort of brings me back to because I know I've talked about Whiplash before and kind of how that movie sort of like, I think what ultimately sort of bothered me about that movie is how like it was a teacher being really verbally and physically abusive with a student, which I just, I can't stand seeing that kind of thing. I don't know. Something about that really bothers me. And the scenes in Full Metal Jacket kind of bothered me for a similar reason. It, I just feel like it's a person who's in a position of authority, totally abusing his authority over these, these people. But I like the fact that it shows sort of the reality of that. And it shows that people like do crack from that, which results in, you know, what happens taking place. But I actually thought the second half of that movie was really awesome. Like, and yeah. probably one of the most beautiful looking war movies, period. Um, yeah, like, wouldn't you say? Just like the way yeah. the, at the end, when everything's just on fire, that just all of that looks so gorgeous. And you kind of, you feel like you're there too. Like, the way it's shot, you actually got, get a really good sense of location and perspective, you know? Yeah, definitely. It doesn't feel like a confusing, anonymous sort of war zone. Like, it actually feels like a real location. So the like the realism of that whole sequence, you know, even though like I, I do think that the film was kind of trying to pinpoint like specific themes and it was over, overall, I mean, it's a Kubrick film. So there's always some kind of agenda behind it. But I think visually though, I've never seen a war film look that good in the second half. Yeah, I just, I loved that. I don't know where they, it's been a while since I've seen it, but like they were at that, they were getting, they were like pinned down, trying to move forward, and yeah, doing all that shit. That was really well done, I thought. Yeah, and just really intense. Like, cause I, well, my my friend was the one that showed me in high school, and he was just he just showed me the bits of like of you know the the the, the basic training stuff. And, yeah, you know the drill sergeant giving him shit and he, he was just you know yeah this is funny ha 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 mm. and then he turned it off afterwards you know the rest of it sucks and i was like wait what i want to see the rest this is like i was actually drawn in by this why did you why would you turn it off <laughs> i want to so see weird. the actual movie <laughs> and so i eventually watched it on my own after he left yeah i love that movie and actually on controversial opinion Maybe I actually think that that's a better uh, Vietnam War movie than than uh, Apocalypse Now. I can see that. I haven't seen Apocalypse Now yet. It's right over on my desk, ah. waiting for me to see it. That I yeah. just haven't because it's. I got the director's cut, so it's like three hours long or something. Yeah. So oh I'm yeah, waiting for some time to watch it. But... Yeah. You have any thoughts on Full Metal Jacket? It's been a while since I've seen it, but it's really good. Yeah. probably my like maybe my second favorite Kubrick movie yeah I think that might be I think my brother that, that might be my brother's favorite Kubrick film I know I don't know I know a lot of people whose favorite is, is that one so. it might be mine yeah. or so this is semi second definitely not my favorite but... yeah. yeah I'm still pretty partial to Barry Lyndon I gotta say as far as Kubrick films go but <laughs> <laughs> I don't haven't seen that one. Oh, that's great. Yeah, um, I haven't seen that one either. It's so so gorgeous. The cameras that they shot it with, I guess, from what I understand, the cameras were uh, like the lens. I think it was was designed for NASA, and uh, yeah. So yeah, I've, I, it's a good one. Um, 
My number three pick is also a war movie, actually. It's uh, Ron, which is a Japanese film. And a very tragic one, I might add. Um, <clears throat> probably the best film adaptation of a Shakespeare story I've seen, um, which is King Lear, um, is what it's an adapt adaptation of. Um, also, definitely one of the saddest movies I've ever seen, too. But I just, I love everything about that movie. Um, just the like from the visuals, the way it, the battle scenes are shot, uh, just everything about it. I just adore that movie. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> I haven't even heard of it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so good. All right, so my number two is a tie. Ooh. Another typical '80s movies. Yeah. Uh, Ghostbusters one and two. Oh, nice. <laughs> I had Ghostbusters as an honorable mention. Yeah. I wasn't going to put it up, but because I, I wanted to, but I had other movies. Yeah. <laughs> I figured one of you guys would say it, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the Ghostbusters. Um, I mean, I like the first one more than the second one, but my siblings had seen the second one more times than they had seen the first one, so they actually prefer the second one. Um, and I and I also I know some other people that prefer the second one as well, um, but I, I personally prefer the first one. So. Yeah, Pro probably would say the first one. Yeah, I prefer the first one too, yeah. but I don't hate it. As, like a lot of people hate the second one for yeah. some reason, but I thought it was fine. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't think the second one was that bad either, actually. Um, and a lot of people hate the sequel to Bill and Ted as well, which. For the record, I actually think it's just as good as the first one, personally. But I enjoy the second one. Yeah. Um, as far as sequels go, I mean, whenever you make a sequel, it's it's never going to really live up to the, the first one. So you either do something different with it or you just throw in everything but the kitchen sink, which is kind of the approach that they took with uh, Gremlins 2. Um, it's just make a totally ape shit movie rather than make like a actual yeah. <laughs> sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen uh, the Key and Peel bit about that? Oh no, I haven't actually. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Check it out if you get the chance. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll do. I, didn't, I had no idea there even was a Key and Peel. I mean, I don't know how I would know, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I heard it's uh, crazy. Yeah. I don't think I've seen the second one. Oh yeah, it, the the second Gremlins. I I actually like the second Gremlins movie quite a bit. Um, I've heard a lot about it. Yeah, know. like I love the first one. Yeah, I do too. But um, the second one, I'm. I don't know if I love it as much as the first one, but in a way I do, but for totally different reasons than the first one. Like it's actually kind of a different kind of movie. It's really more of a comedy, and the first one was a comedy at times but it was also like really serious whereas the sequel kind of mainly sticks to being a comedy actually you know the sequel kind of reminds me of die hard a little bit which i know is like a weird comparison but <laughs> yeah i can see that <laughs> yeah. but uh as for ghostbusters yeah no that's those are great and uh yeah good cast you know, it's a shame they couldn't really, they couldn't really pull it together to make a third one with all the cast members. You know, unfortunately, it's too late now since one of them has passed away. But oh well. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. 
Is it my go? Yes. Okay. For number two, I'm going to go with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Nice. That's a good one. Yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. It's just hilarious. Yeah. Really well written and just well done. <laughs> yeah. Matthew Broderick doesn't get enough credit yeah. as an actor. Yeah. And John Hughes, the director, I mean, he kind of created a whole new language. Yeah, I like a lot of his movies, too. Yeah. I was... Because, I, I mean, I have Breakfast Club as an honorable mention. Yeah. Because I like that one a lot as well. Yeah, that's a great film. And I, I did, like, Weird Science. Oh, yeah, Weird Science. That one was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I like the guy on the motorcycle like, who was like, I hope this doesn't. I hope this doesn't affect my my teaching gig or whatever he says. Like, yeah, I was <laughs> when I first saw it, I was surprised at how dirty it was. <laughs> yeah, it is a pretty filthy wow. movie, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I uh, I haven't watched it for a while, but uh, I, you know, I I've always enjoyed that one. So I've seen it probably like. I don't even know how many times. No, oh, yeah, I've seen it a bunch. Yeah. It's always a good one to rewatch. Yeah, definitely. When was the last time you watched it? <sighs> Long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Probably when it first got released on Blu-ray. Ah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, my number two film is a movie I've been singing the praises about for over a decade now. It's a very strange movie called The Cook, the Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover, uh, which is a film directed by Peter Greenaway, who I think if I were to describe his movies, uh, I'd say they're sort of along the lines of like how, you know how Wes Anderson is really good at like framing shots and having like shots that have like a lot of detail in them and a lot of just sort of things going on. He's kind of like that except he's a lot darker and a lot more offbeat. Uh, and he's an English filmmaker as well. And I consider The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover to be a total masterpiece. I consider it to be his masterpiece. Um, it's kind of an erotic crime thriller slash dark comedy. <laughs> um, definitely won't appeal to everybody's tastes. There's a lot of scatological humor in it. Um <laughs> I just adore that movie. Um, I think it functions perfectly well as its own sort of film, but then I also think it functions really well also as a political metaphor. Like, um, and I'm not, I try not to be a political person. You know, I think everybody's crazy personally. Um, but I do, I, I really appreciated the way this film sort of, and it, it, it like it, very heavy handed um, and without any kind of subtle subtlety. Um, ends up being sort of this metaphorical revenge story. The acting is great. Helen Mirren is amazing. Michael Gambon, who went on to be in the Harry Potter films, <laughs> you know, he's always Dumbledore. great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this is his best role. Um, he plays this sort of oafish, uh, I guess, um, kind of kingpin who has, through rather sketchy, circumstances managed to be in charge of this entire uh or, or at least own this entire french restaurant um and he's you know pretty horrible to his wife he treats her like garbage 
And so she ends up cheating on him with one of the restaurant patrons, who's this gentleman who's really into reading. And, uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil too much of it, but it's definitely very poetic. One of the only films I can think of that's totally perfect. And uh, I just adore it. So that's my number two pick. Still haven't seen that. I know you've been recommending it to me since high school. (laughs) It's a hard movie to find. Yeah. Never even heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's... uh, it's not easy to find on physical media. I'm hoping one day it'll get some kind of reappraisal. Um, but I don't know. We'll, I guess we'll see. But, yeah, I just wanted to throw that title out there again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, so my number one is Back to the Future 2. Ooh, excellent. <laughs> excellent. Yeah. I just remember, like, that was one of, like, the first futuristic sci-fi movies I saw when I was a kid. It always intrigued me, the way they perceived the future. Yeah. It was cool. Like, um, and I also, I feel like uh, it was so, it was sort of following in the in the footsteps of the Jetsons, except where while the Jetsons sort of kind of made it all comical and... Not really all that interesting because honestly, in my opinion, the Jetsons aren't as, were never as interesting as the Flintstones as far as cartoons go. Um, and I felt I feel like the Jetsons kind of used the futuristic world as nothing really more than like visual, like an excuse to use like a lot of visual sight gags and stuff for the most part. Um, I just didn't feel like the, that show was very well done as far as characters go, but this film actually does sort of take that world, that idea seriously, you know. Which, in my opinion, actually makes it funnier. Like, <laughs> I know you haven't seen them, but they are worth watching. So. I want to. Yeah. <laughs> Just never get around to it. Yeah. I mean, they were definitely 80s, but... Oh, yeah. I know I like them. I just haven't gotten around to them. Yeah. Uh, so lazy. That's all right. Man, no worries. We all have long lives, so... <laughs> my number one yeah okay my number one i mean i put police story as my number one just because i mean i'm a huge jackie chan fan so like i would have honestly like all top five i could have put just all jackie chan movies but i didn't just to make some variety yeah but i like and anything Jackie Chan does, I love, really. He's, like, a big influence on my movie watching when I was growing up and yeah, all that shit. So, I mean, I put just Police Story, even though there's a few other ones. Like, I was going to do Drunken Master, but that was in 78. Oh, and yeah. Drunken Master 2, which I think was better, was 91. Mm. Or 94, actually. Yeah. And then... And just the other honorable mentions would be like Project A, you know, Heart of the Dragon, Battle yeah. Creek Brawl, Cannonball Run. <laughs> all those are just great Jackie Chan flicks of the 80s. Yeah. And then he just keeps going on an awesome <laughs> run in the 90s. No, well, I'm glad you chose Police Story because that's, yeah. that might be my favorite Jackie Chan movie. Yeah. Mm. It's definitely one of his best for sure. Yeah. I'd have to think about it more. I really, really love Rumble in the Bronx as well. Um, 
Yeah, that's a great Although it's one. been a long time since I've seen that one, so I don't know how I'd feel about it these days. But and I, I like Who Am I? Yeah, uh, yeah. that's not an easy one, but yeah. cool. Armor of God, worth watching. Yeah. Need to rewatch all these. It's been mm-hmm. so long since I've seen them. Yeah. yeah. He's the he's a man. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, he no, blows I, my mind with I, all the shit he does. Totally I'm agree. Just like, what the fuck? This guy. How is this guy even human? Yeah. Him just jumping around, flipping. There's nothing like seeing a good good Jackie Chan nothing. movie. Like, I love it. I love them. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah. And they're consistent too. Yeah. It's, even like the movies plot wise don't have to do matter at all, really, honestly. Yeah. Because they're almost all the same. Yeah, but. <laughs> pretty much just an excuse for just amazing comic set pieces and yeah. and action scenes. Like, yep. it's incredible. Um, have Have you seen any of the sequels to Police Story? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you think of those? Like, they're good. I mean, like, they like again, they mostly yeah. all blend together. Right. But like, yeah. yeah. The new that one that was I think it was new Police Story, where he he's not in it that much. He's only he has like a cameo role. Um, it's that movie's kind of more about like Michelle Yeoh's character, uh, but it was in like the two thousands, was it? Or it was might it? have been. Uh, but that one, that one's kind of a weird one. Um, yeah. I I wouldn't say that's as good as the others, but I still like Michelle Yeoh though as as an actress and or actor and what she did in that. Like as a like I feel like she had a lot of like potential in the in the martial arts genre, like. But anyway, yeah, no, but Police Story is great. Have you guys seen the trailer for Jackie Chan's new movie? No, what's it called? I don't remember what it's called, but it also has Arnold in it. Oh, oh, really? It, it's like a, it's a period piece. He's like a conquistador or something. Huh. Or Arnold is, I should say. Oh, it, it looks really weird. That sounds Watch really the trailer. Weird. I definitely will. I, I heard he's coming out with a new one. Yeah. He's try. I, I think he's trying to come back. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I liked the one he did in the, um, is it the Forbidden Kingdom or whatever it's called? Um, with Jet Li. Yeah. I liked that one because I, I like Drunken Brawler and he was a drunken brawler in that. Yeah. I liked that one, even though it had kind of the most generic plot ever. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> cheesy and lame, yeah. but. You it was know, entertaining. <laughs> when you think about it, it had the same plot as um, the video game uh, Shaq Fu. Like, <laughs> yeah. Somebody gets transported to a magical kingdom yep, where they have to fight people. Very, That's... very video game plot. <laughs> yeah. And the way the film was structured was like a video game, too. It's like, oh, one battle, next battle, next battle, you know. Like, yep. But I still liked it. Yeah, it was a fun <clears throat> one. Yeah. My number one choice is uh, Stand By Me, um, which I think pretty much everybody's seen at this point. And I can admit it's not a perfect movie. I'm not really a fan of the narration. Um, But to me, like, that's the perfect 80s movie. It's got Will Wheaton. It's got River Phoenix. You know, Corey Feldman is in it. And Jerry O'Connell, who (laughs) went on to be very, very different from the character he plays. Keeper Sutherland shows up with his weird, you know, blonde, bleach blonde hair, uh, you know, looking skanky. <laughs> <laughs> and John Cusack's in it, too, in the flashbacks, which, Damn. you know, the flashbacks probably aren't really necessary to the plot, but I still appreciate 
the fact that they're in the in, in the film just because like I'm not going to complain about having an excuse to see John Cusack act in an 80s movie, you know. Um and yeah, I just I just love the movie to death, you know. And uh, it's one I've seen probably more times than I can count. So Another one I haven't seen in a long time. I don't even think I've seen it. Oh god, it's aged really well actually. Um it's just it's as good as coming coming of age stories get ultimately. Oh. It's just I've it, definitely heard of it. I haven't seen it though, yeah. Yeah. For me, it's just it's just the perfect formula of everything I love when it comes to film and <laughs> it's a Stephen everything. King movie. Yeah, it's based on a <laughs> Stephen King short story, The Body. <clears throat> and uh in a way, that's kind of a more appropriate title for the film, just because I, I kind of feel like the message of the film overall is that, like, that's all we really are at our core. We're just nothing but bodies, you know. But I, I do understand why they chose the title Stand By Me, though, because it, like, the theme of the film involves, like, the, you know, the, the love, the love that exists within this, this friendship and what that ultimately means. And, and how these these four boys basically just grow as people through this really rather intense experience. I mean, it's basically just about a bunch of kids that go to find a dead body. That's pretty much the entire de- that's the entire plot, you know. And uh, then they kind of are faced with the reality of it. And yeah, it just it just works really well. And Rob Reiner, the director, like he used to make the best movies, you know, because he also did The Princess Bride. And uh, this is Spinal Tap and Misery and Mm, all these classics. Yeah. And then somewhere along the line, he just got lost and started making really not interesting movies (laughs) for some reason. (laughs) Like he did that bucket list movie and he did like some other stuff. I don't know. But 80s Rob Reiner as a filmmaker is top notch. Hmm. So that's my favorite 80s movie. So do either of you have any honorable mentions that you'd like to no, say? The best episode of Buffy was The Body. Ah. It had to do with the body. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't even watch that episode almost. It's just intense. Yeah. Have you seen Buffy at all? Or? Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that show. Do you remember I, The Body? I think I do. I think it's if it's the episode I'm thinking of. It's incredibly fucking intense. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I think if it's the one I'm thinking of, like Buffy, that 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 whole Buffy show kind of took me on a bit of a r- emotional roller coaster. So <laughs> there were there were some seasons that were pretty pretty sad. Mm-hmm. I love Buffy. Yeah. Angel, I thought was pretty good too, actually. Yeah, Angel's yeah. great as well. Yeah. Anyway, but. Anyway, do you have so, but yeah, do do you have any more honorable mentions or anything? Or? Um, well, Breakfast Club, like I said. Yeah. I had uh Time Bandits. Time Bandits is a great film. Terry Gilliam, yeah. I also love Brazil, which is an insane movie. Um which apparently they're going to do a series of with uh Taika Waititi. Um, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Apparently, that's the rumor that I've wow. read. <laughs> that's. I I don't think I can picture that yet. 
I got to think about that one. That's a little weird. <laughs> um, well, the only choice I had for a honorable mention was the Karate Kid. Yeah. Mm. Which I love. Yeah. I watched that one a lot as a kid as well. Ralph Macchio was, was a big fan of his back then. Um, and yeah, that was just a beautiful film. I actually like it more than Rocky, actually. And it's kind of a, just a similar concept, you know. <clears throat> the sequels to The Karate Kid aren't really that great, but I mean, I like the second one, you know, because that, that one, they kind of raise the stakes. And he goes to Okinawa, which is kind of interesting. But then The Karate Kid 3, hated. Um, the next Karate Kid, I actually didn't hate. Um, even though, like, I can admit it's a bad movie. I still like it, though, because I read the novelization of it. <laughs> like... <laughs> before I saw the movie and I don't know I guess that made me like it more for some oh, reason that's the Jackie Chan one or? uh no that's uh it's the one with Hil- Hillary Swank that came out in the mid 90s oh. um but then the remake with Jackie Chan <laughs> which was called the Karate Kid yeah. even though it's very misleading title in my opinion you know since they're not doing karate <laughs> <laughs> I made it 10 minutes through that movie and I turned it off. Yeah, I was not a fan of it either. The thing that bummed me out about it was that, like, they're doing kung fu in the ring. But kung fu is kind of more of a defensive maneuver. So it really comes down to people waiting for the other person to cheap shot them, which kind of defeats the purpose of kung fu in the first place. But whatever, I guess it doesn't matter. Um, they do it in this movie. And, or that's the way they do it in this movie. You know, I think actual kung fu comp- competitions, I, I think they would have to work differently than that. I would imagine it just didn't, wouldn't make sense. But whatever. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. The Karate Kid remake, I just couldn't get over the title. Honestly, that's kind of what killed it for me. Like, I probably would have enjoyed it more. I, I know it's kind of a superficial reason to dislike a movie, but honestly, like, there is something kind of rotten about calling a movie the Karate Kid even though they're not doing karate, you know? And I didn't like Will Smith's kid, Jade, whatever his fucking name. I don't like that kid. Jaden Smith? <laughs> yeah, I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, well, I think uh, I'd, I'd have to say his performance in The Pursuit of Happiness was a uh, stronger performance. Oh, yeah, that was good, actually. Yeah. Um, but I didn't like him in The Day the Earth Stood Still remake. Nope. I didn't like him one bit in that. I found him really irritating. Pretty much all he did was scream and cry throughout that whole film. Yeah. You know, and according to Hollywood, that's all kids can do is scream and cry. So, you know, he did the Dakota Fanning War of the Worlds thing. And then, yeah, Karate Kid, it wasn't that interesting. After Earth was terrible, but the kind of terrible that was not bad enough to be good enough. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't like that one either. I was just boring. Yeah. Will Smith, though, he's... Yeah, I, I still enjoy Will Smith, even though I haven't really liked anything he's done lately. Nope. He keeps fucking up. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he chooses shitty movies just yeah. for I'm, bad reasons. So I need one of you to try to convince me to see Gemini Man, because I just, I don't think I can do it. I don't like, think I've seen, I haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> it's no. the new, it's the newest Will Smith movie, or one of the newer Will Smith yeah. movies. And yep. It's, I've heard, and it's an Ang Lee movie. Which Ang Lee is a great filmmaker, and but I've heard it's the Gemini Man. Yeah, I heard it's like one of the worst movies ever. So 
I'm just try, <laughs> trying to figure out a reason to watch it, and I don't think I can figure out no. a way to watch it. Same with that Blight movie, the Netflix one. Oh, yeah. It takes place um, in fairy tale land in a world where yeah, I didn't fairy see tales it. happen. And I his... saw that one. Was yeah, it any one, good? It was okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not as bad as people made it out to be, but... Right. Mm. Yeah, I didn't see that one yet, but... Yeah, I didn't either. Is, aren't they making another one of it, too? They said they were, but probably not going to happen anymore. <laughs> yeah. Got shit on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it was... It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I Most people I know who've seen it didn't actually mind it that much, so... Mm. You know, just went off what I read. <laughs> just yeah. People hated it. Yeah. Looked weird as hell. Yeah. Although not as weird as Gemini Man. Fucking hated Handcock. Oh, uh, yeah, that was disappointing, too. <laughs> I was so pissed at that movie. Yeah. Because I liked a lot of it going up. Like, I was like, oh, this movie's actually pretty sweet. Mm. And then that whole love angle thing of them whatever the fuck that stupid shit was. I was like, no. Yeah. I kind of wanted to literally just stop it right when they were saying, oh, I, we love each like, I forget what the exact bullshit they came up with was. If they yeah. were like in, near each other, they're, they're weak or something. I was like, something like that. Something it's like they dumb. don't, like, they can't use their you. superpowers. I, I mean, honestly, like that, the trailer made it look like a totally different movie. Yeah. I think honestly, like most of the, that movie's problems in my opinion, like could be blamed on the trailer and just how totally was misadvertised. I mean, if they like, made the movie that the trailer was making it out to be, it would have been cool. Like yeah. a drunken superhero bumbling around being a <clears throat> dumbass. Yeah. I love that idea. That would have been cool, but then they had yeah. some stupid, really bad rom-com bullshit tacked on. <laughs> like, God damn it. Why are you doing this shit? Yeah, I don't know. Definitely the wrong audience, though. I did. I I watched it. I didn't feel like I I belonged there, which is kind of how I felt about when I saw Son of the Mask. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I couldn't watch that one. Oh, one of the worst oh. movies I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard. Yeah, yeah. It's so that's, bad. <laughs> yeah, that's worse than any of the movies we talked about on this show. I think. Like, yeah, that was like worse than Nick Zed. Like, oh, the visuals were just ugh. like that movie. That movie actually kind of made me feel sick. Like I hated it so much. <laughs> Jeez, um, I can't take movies about babies. I I can't. I didn't even couldn't get through the Boss Baby either. I just no no thanks. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> I had to watch it with my wife's nephew. And, uh... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I saw it with a younger relative as well. He didn't even like it. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Somehow there's a Netflix series about it, too. That's incredible. That's unbelievable. Wow. I don't know. I guess none of us can choose what makes money and what doesn't, I guess, is the lesson that we have to to take from that. You know, a movie like The Boss Baby can become successful and become a household name. That's that animated one, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't get those Minion movies. Yeah. At all. I'm guessing it just has to do with the fact that they have really high-pitched voices. 
Like that's my only guess. It's the same reason why people like Alvin and the Chipmunks. For some reason, people really like high pitched voices. I don't know why. I can't stand it. I find them freaking terrifying. But and I just hate their energy. They're just fucking bouncing around, being annoying fucks. Yeah. None of it's funny. Yeah. Just like the banana shit. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is like for four year olds. I don't yeah. understand how anyone above like the age of five can like those minions yeah. bullshit movies. No, I'd rather watch Hello Kitty. <laughs> Which is saying a lot because I can't stand Hello Kitty. <laughs> I'd rather watch Hello Kitty. You know, I definitely wouldn't choose the Teletubbies though. That shit scares me. Yeah, that I <laughs> that one I turned off after the first like thirty seconds. As soon as I saw the burning baby head in the sky, I'm like, no thanks. Turned it off. <laughs> the movie or the the show? The show. Like, is I, there a movie of it? I hope not. If <laughs> if there is, that's probably the one movie that plays like in hell. Right. Yeah. I've tried watching one episode as well, and I was just as an not as an adult, but like you know a teenager. I'm just like curious, and I couldn't. I was actually legitimately weirded out by it. I was like, "This is how do kids not have nightmares watching this shit? This is disturbing as fuck." It is. Like I guess people who make those kinds of shows just they. I guess they think that kids are really really stupid. And don't have brains, I guess, is sort of the overall conclusion I would come to. Because it's so infantile. And I actually think a show like Teletubbies is actually really regressive. Because it shows all these people, all these characters talking like like babies. Like it's an acceptable thing to do. Even though they're walking around like people. Like that's just so messed up. And then there's a baby head in the sky that's on fire. That's giggling and laughing. Like that's creepy too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> a show like Barney the Dinosaur, and don't get me wrong, I'm not going to say that Barney the Dinosaur is a good show or anything like that, but at least a show like Barney the Dinosaur has a character that communicates like a <laughs> like a person, you yeah. know, and uses, like, full sentences <laughs> and actually, like, interacts with the, the kids rather than have this weird, just odd behavior. I just, no thanks. <laughs> So, do either of you have any more thoughts on 80s movies? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> well, it was fun. And, uh, yeah, when we, uh, it'll be definitely very interesting to talk about our, our favorite 80s horror movies. Because I think horror was, like, in the 80s, was a very, very interesting time. So, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Might need to change mine, make it not so as cookie cutter as this one, but <laughs> it's up to you. Yeah, I don't even know what I just kind of usually just choose a list and then I don't, or I choose films that I like and then I just kind of spend some time thinking about it and then I just make the list and then I just don't think about it anymore, you know. And then I'll like be listing off the names and I'll be like, hmm, like in the back of my head, I'll be thinking, should I have chosen this for number three? Should I have chosen this for number two? Should I have chosen this for number one? But the the point is these lists aren't definitive. So. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, peace. Yeah. Have a good night. Yeah. Oh, and like and subscribe too. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Smash that subscribe. <laughs> yeah. All right. Goodbye.